Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, or at least your top 100 favorite podcast. I'd say if they listen to us, we're number one. I don't even listen to a podcast, and that includes <laughs> this one, so that's not even on my top 10. But uh, welcome back to another episode of Albumholics with your boys, Andy and Chachi. Sorry, Aurelio. Chachi. Cheech. Cheech no. and Chong. <laughs> there ain't enough haze in this room for us to be Cheech and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, this week we've got Ooh. Notorious Emo Band with one of the, I'd say the Hallmark albums for the emo scene. I would say, yeah, one of the iconic. Sorry, yeah. I'm messing with my. Uh... No, Wait, I just. What the hell is that? Well, that spider that's been in the same spot for the entire week oh, is now, now descending yeah, now from the ceiling. Down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's, uh, uh, it picked up on the interference from the microphone. Yeah, it, it's got its own. It's got its own opinions about this week's band, My Chemical Romance. Oh, that's who we're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thought we'd actually, you know, come back to that. <laughs> and so I segue to put the two together. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah there we go. Yeah, master like of bullshit it. right here. <laughs> so, anyways, it's a quick, easy band. They've only got four-ish albums. Four-ish. They have a live album in there somewhere. Yeah, they made a comeback. I forgot to listen to the new song though. Oh, they put out a new song. I didn't know that. I don't know how. New? Recently, but yeah, it's newish. There's not an album behind it. It's just a single. So, anyways, I mean, I remember. Well, I guess we'll get to that when we get to that. Remember when their big album came out? I and everybody never talked about really it. Really heard anything by them except for one of the big singles off yeah. that album. So hey, they're on tour this year. All right, let's go. I don't know where they'd be at, but Detroit. It looks like. Hey, look, he's going back to the scene. <laughs> Thank God. Just need to stretch his legs. Yeah. I'll be September 13th. No, right? Yeah, it won't be Tuesday. Yeah, we'd be in, yeah, there'd be a taking Tuesday off if we go to Mexico to drive back to Detroit. <laughs> Maybe if they came closer. Yeah. Not that big a drive and halfway across the state. Not even halfway. That is the whole way across the state. Yeah, because... Anyways, alright, should we get to the first album instead of just bullshitting about our travel plans? Yeah, what do we and got? Spiders. First album. I love the names of some of these mid two thousands emo albums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> first album we got is "I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love" from two thousand and two, <laughs> which has some great song names. Yeah, it does. Such as, honey, this mirror isn't big enough for the two of us. Vampires will never hurt you. Uh, what else we got? Drowning lessons. Ah, drowning lessons. Head first for halos. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What do you think of this album? Um. So I've never, I, I was never big into like the emo kind of music scene. Um. Well, why would we be, right? We're your metalheads. Those are two different scenes of the time. Yeah, I mean, even at, what, 2002? Yeah, I wouldn't have never even... I wasn't even listening to rock metal or anything. Yeah, I think I was listening to, like, I don't know, was it like 101.7 or something like that? It was one of those 
101.3, like the classic, classic, you know, air quotes, 80s and 90s kind of stuff like that. So I never really got into this type of music until maybe my late 20s. Yeah. 20s. Um, so it, I can definitely pick up on the time frame, like <laughs> when this was released, like that time period and all the people that were coming out in that style. Um, like the emo style and how it rose to popularity during the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Um, but I actually enjoyed this album. Did you? Yeah. Did you not? Uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. No, I didn't enjoy it. But uh, <laughs> it just it it just was rough around the edges, and it, it was, was that's more on the punk rock side. Yep. And I'm just still not a big punk rock fan and well he is a good vocalist i did not feel this album really played to his strengths mm-hmm. i felt like it was just well i mean it's punk rock it's not like a bunch of noise man in my old age <laughs> too but complex for my <laughs> too complex for my yeah it's just i don't know i mean it was definitely raw sounding guitars riffs you know there was it no was. polish to it yeah and i don't know to me yeah I didn't really have any. Um, my biggest thought when listening to this album, I was gonna say I didn't have any songs that were like, mm-hmm. um, was <laughs> I can't believe this is the band that goes on to record the next two albums. Yeah, because normally the next album would be closer to this. I would feel like for a it, lot of bands. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it it's a good progressor. Yeah, in the way that they've gone after this album, like. I don't know. Like I give it, I give it like a C plus B minus. Like I didn't love it, and I liked the first couple songs, like uh, "Honey, This Mirror Isn't Big Enough for Both of Us" or the two of us. La- Our Lady of Sorrows and Vampires Will Never Hurt You. But outside of that, I couldn't really get into anything else. But it had a nice mix of that punk rock kind of with the harsh screaming vocals with him singing and a lot. What I kind of liked about it was that that punk rock element of it because it was like fast and then kind of slow and then up and down you know all over the place so i kind of liked that aspect of it but i think it's um <laughs> i thought it was interesting when i was reading this about uh that this band was basically formed i guess in a way you could say it. it's not a round of it's not a like direct correlation mm-hmm. but it did have an influence is that this band was formed due to the september 11 terrorist attacks how so? So, Gerald Way, which is the singer of the band, mm-hmm. was a artist at Cartoon Network in New York during that. Okay. And when the September 11th tax hit, it really made him revalue his life, or like, look what he wanted to do. Yeah. And he was ended up joining his brother or his cousin, I think, is the bassist. They're related in a way. Yeah. And then they ended up being a band, and that's also what Skyline and Turnstiles is based on. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading about but, that. But, so, I just think that's interesting that here's the influential band from the 2000s, brought on by an influential event. Yeah, and only because of that event, like, they probably wouldn't be here if Right, like, didn't I'm sure he was in bands before that, but then went to pursue being an artist more, you know? Yeah. And then, because he still does that, I think, nowadays. I think he writes comics, or something. Interesting. But... Yeah, I just thought that was 
interesting that you know yeah something that big yeah and i figure you're in new york's gonna make you think like wow this is really what i want to be doing for yeah. the rest of you know yeah some sort of life-changing event like that can interesting yeah you know I, this is completely off topic here but um as i'm scrolling through like the history for this record um i'm no because i'm so used to using screens that are like 120 or 144 hertz <laughs> yeah and the computer i'm using right now is 60 hertz so i can see just like how laggy it is and i mean it's not laggy laggy but there's a clear difference and it hurts my eyes <laughs> yo you know who gerald weighs the singer's first cousin once removed is who joe rogan oh my god <laughs> i had an interesting talk with somebody at work about how awesome joe rogan is i just kind of stared off blankly in space. oh wow way co-created and wrote the comic miniseries the true lives of the fabulous killjoys never heard of that mm-hmm. but the award-winning comic book series the umbrella academy he wrote that he co-wrote it or he wrote it and co-created it Huh. Yeah, I would have never Pretty cool. guessed that. I've been meaning to watch that show. He's also the co-creator of Penny Parker, an alternate version of Spider-Man who also appears in Spider-Man Into the oh, Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> who would have thought? This dude's had a good career. Yeah. Anyways... You got anything more before we just defend and, uh... Well, he's got a Bachelor of Fine Arts from the School of Visual Arts in New York City. I assume... It's his cousin? Or are they just having to have the same last name? The bass player? I think so. Maybe not. They might just actually have the same last name. Oh, wait, no, never mind. No. The uh, Wikipedia pages. All right, should we move on to the next? Yeah, um, I was going to say, I think it's... This is kind of dying off here. We're kind of yeah. slacking. All right. We're just thinking about how hungry we both are. <laughs> right. All right, what do, we, what do we got next? We got three cheers for Sweet Revenge from Released 2004. on my birthday in 2004. Oh, yeah. Were you, did you, was this your birthday present? Oh, yeah. I was totally into... Uh, MCR. It's, yeah. What was I listening to in 2004? It had to be country. Yeah. That wasn't that your RuneScape times? Dude, that was. That was that was the start of... Yeah. We won't go into that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what did you think of this one? I gave this one more like a... B minus B. Okay. <laughs> Helena was the obviously the big song off this album, apparently. Yep. I think, right? Yeah. That one, uh, it was okay. Mm-hmm. But obviously, I really liked I'm Not Okay, I Promise, and um, Thank You for the Venom. Those were my two. Top ones. Yeah. But I like the more rock sounding Songs. song. Yep. Or sound to this one than the <clears throat> punk rock sound to the other one. Mm-hmm. Um,. Yeah, this one I haven't I haven't listened to. I've been listening to I'm Not Okay, I Promise a ton. Since this? No, just Overall. since before this. Okay. Thank you for the Venom has made my uh, 
playlist. Playlist more. Yeah. I did like the title for uh, It's Not a Fashion Statement, It's a Death Wish. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback to It's Not a Phase, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the last song I never told you what I do for a living. Yeah. Uh, I always like Even If They Don't. Those just always crack me up. Those mm-hmm. are just dumb and funny. Yeah, the song titles. But yeah, I'm not okay, I promise. I think it's just it's a great song. Just uh, how up-tempo it is the whole time. Uh-huh. Music video is kind of funny, too. But Yeah, and then I was surprised by... Think for the Venom is a song that I kind of... When I was listening to the album, I was like... I, I took notice of it, but I didn't take too much notice of it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like... You know what? That one was actually pretty good. So I went back and I played it, and I was like, okay. I can fuck with this. Yeah. So, but the rest of it was just... It was solid. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Uh, I I enjoyed this album too. Um, I gave it a solid B compared to the first the first one, which is like a B minus C plus. But um, I like this one more. There were more songs that I liked on here. I did like Helena, uh, Give 'Em Hell, Kid. I'm not okay. Thank you for the venom. Like I liked all those good songs. Like you said, there was more of a harder rock sound to it, um, which I enjoyed um it sounded more like uh fleshed those, out yeah yeah those and those early kind of hardcore bands um which is what i was kind of more into later in the 2000s but um i think i would have probably not liked this if i would have listened to it back then yeah i think um, so too but being older now i appreciate this album and I like it a lot better definitely wouldn't have been heavy enough for us <laughs> yeah cause that's the kind of metalheads we were for a while yeah if it ain't heavy it ain't right <laughs> if it ain't 80's it's... metal or um post or 2010's hardcore like, <laughs> yeah. heavy stuff so but yeah I thought it was pretty good more fleshed out overall better sounding so it's weird that uh, I think most of their albums are like concept albums, right? They can have a theme, but <clears throat> I think we've mentioned it before, but I would never know that an album is a concept album until somebody told me that it is. This one is? I think I know so. the next one is. I thought this one kind of was. It's a pseudo-conceptual horror story okay. that that details the story of a man and a woman who are separated by death in a gunfight, and he goes to hell only to realize by the, <laughs> realize by the devil telling him that she is alive. The devil says that he can want, be with her again if he brings the devil a thousand souls of evil men, and the men agree to do it. Of course. So the devil hands him a gun. Course. And then apparently it changed. That was the original idea for the album, and then it changed to ended up being much more about loss in real life. Interesting. Which is definitely a theme on the next album too, but yeah, not there yet. I did like that. Jerway referred to the first single. I'm not okay. I promise is a self-help pop song, while also being called a searching piece of emo pop with a hook as ridiculously catchy as it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and a moving anthem for the young and depressed. 
<laughs> yeah. So a lot of people back in the, a lot of kids. Teens. Oh yeah, I knew a lot of people that really hooked on to the next album. Oh oh yeah. Like so did I. That was like an identifying piece of their life. Yeah, that was like. God came down and gave them. <laughs> they bestowed the, <laughs> bestowed the best piece of music ever. Well, speaking of, yeah, let's move on, on to it. The next album. Let's move on to 2006. I know that off the top of my head because I'm not on that page yet. 2006, yeah. the Black Parade. The Black Parade. This album is and was huge. Yeah, it still is considered, I think, one of the best albums of that. At least that year in probably of the decade yeah, honestly yeah it has to be this song has a ton of good tracks on it yep I mean obviously Welcome to Black Parade mm-hmm. I, yeah that was a song that I've heard before but I've never really heard anything else off of this album so there was always people that were I saw some meme I don't remember exactly what three songs it was mm-hmm. but it was talking about how quick you can hear the first note of something and it was like, all rap fans know the first three notes to forget about Dre. Yeah. And then it was like something, and then it was like, all emo kids just need one key press. <laughs> and it's the first For the key parade. to the Black Parade. <laughs> and I was like, that is really true. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Welcome to Black Parade, I Don't Love You. Teenagers, which is just a great song. <laughs> yeah. And I've been really digging Famous Last Words. Of, like, those four songs, that's yeah. probably, like, all the songs you by... Like the most. That's the song I like the most by. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just... It just kicks ass, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... You know, I would saw this back in high school and the few years after it came out is this emo song and all that. Yeah. When I was doing it now, all I hear is just really good rock music. Yeah. Like... Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, I think what uh, defined them as emo is probably like their look and style. Not necessarily, maybe the lyrical content, but I think a lot of it was like the dress up that they did. and Which makes sense because this is a rock opera album. Yeah, yeah. About centering on a dying character with cancer known as The Patience. The album tells the story of his apparent death, experience of the afterlife, and subsequent reflections on his life. Yeah. I would never have fucking got that, though, if I didn't read that off Wikipedia right I now. Would, I, I am just either. completely ignorant when it comes to conceptual <laughs> albums. Maybe maybe it's because we don't read the lyrics like with every song or something, but yeah, listening to them, I, I'm terrible at concept albums, like understanding that, oh, this is a overarching theme for this entire thing, you know? I, it, maybe it's just for how we don't, we don't listen to music that way either. That's true, yeah. We don't see songs as connecting. It's just, okay, what's this song sound like? What's this song sound like? Yeah. Fucking sabotage. I know Streets is a... Rock opera. But, fuck, I only listen to certain songs. I don't (laughs) listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But this album was huge. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have a much better appreciation for it now than I think I did... Or would have. Would have back then. Yeah. I mean, this... This was number two on the Billboard 200, but topped the U.S. rock albums and taste. I don't know what the fuck Tastemakers albums is, but yeah. So, like I said, big album. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? Uh, well, what, what did you? What grade did you give? It? Oh, I'd give it like a B plus to an A minus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gave it. I gave it an A. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed listening to this whole album. I think it did a 
great job of just flowing really well. Yeah. Like it had a good combination of hard and fast songs and then the slower kind of, you know, even tempo songs. And then all the songs that were on here, none of them really sounded like the same. Like no. you you get those albums where every song is like, oh, the slow intro and it does this in the chorus in like 20 seconds and then, you know, it does the you know, they all sound almost identically structured. None of these songs sounded like that, and I think that was... I, I really like that about yeah. this album. If you would have told me Welcome to Black Right and Teenagers were on the same album, I'd yeah. have been like, no. <laughs> yeah, so I really liked, I really liked Dead, um, Welcome to Black Parade, Cancer, Teenagers, and Famous Last Words. Like Those were the songs that stood out to me. So, Do you listen to uh, The Hidden Track? Uh... I don't blood think so why would you be surprised to know there's a music video for that song a hidden track seriously yeah interesting i'll have to check it out i think i stopped because isn't it like silent for most yeah of it's like a minute 30 in yeah okay it's not the worst forest back hidden track we've ever heard look at you gojira <laughs> like 15 minutes yeah. in like oh crap here's the song sorry guys we were recording I was very surprised to see a song had Liza Minnelli on the hint here, too. Yeah, with uh, Mama, Mama, right? Yeah. yeah. That was a interesting song. Yeah. It was uh, kind of poppy for the first half of the song, and then it gets like really heavy for a minute. Yeah. And then it kind of goes back, and you're like, oh, okay. No, but, yep, sure. But yeah, I really I really enjoyed this album. Um, and like, we've said before I don't think I would have appreciated it if I would have listened to it like 10 15 years ago you know? oh no no idea so but should we move on to the next one sure thing bud what do we got <laughs> we got 2010's Danger Days The True Lives of Fabulous Killjoys an interesting album title and well, an interesting album artwork but apparently it's based or not based on but it is what I mean he does have that comic book oh yeah yeah the kill toys or whatever yeah um this one was different I'm look I'm gonna be honest I just wanna see I did not <laughs> like this as much <laughs> this was this was not done this was <laughs> how do you describe this it's well okay, man. if the other ones were like good the other the past two albums were good solid rock albums yeah this is this was a product of the 2010s pop rock or electronic pop, rock very poppy pop, man what genre would describe this but it's just it was yeah it was pop it was it was electronic rock yep 100% yeah it was just I was like dude I'm not into this yeah I, I also gave this like a C because even, of that new sound that they put yeah. on here. I wasn't a big fan of the big song. Nah, 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 nah. Is that what it's... That's, I know. That's exactly how many <laughs> nahs are in that. Yeah. Um, see, I, I like that song until the chorus hits. Yeah. You're just kind of like... it. The, I think the choruses in this album are... You know, like, they, they sang over them, and then they pitched them up to make them sound really high. 
and I didn't like that at all. Um, but yeah, this a lot of electronic, and it's not interesting. No electronics sounds either. It's just kind of there to fill the sound because it it sounds like they didn't have anything else to fill the sound with. You know, it's not like it was part of the song to make it better. It was just there to say that we have this type of element in our songs, you know. I did like the reference to Dr. Death, but not for anything that anybody would understand. (laughs) (laughs) Did they have one, really? Yeah, there's the, like, the the fucking interlude parts. Oh, yeah, yeah, The DJ was named Dr. Death. Oh, okay. And there's even a song that says, Good night, Dr. Death. I did not... I didn't realize that that's who they were referring to. Okay. And real homies would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, on the iTunes Deluxe version, there's a, there's a song that's aimed at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wait, what? On the iTunes Deluxe version, uh-huh. there's a song that's aimed at the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, we don't need another song about California. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know if it is actually, but it just made me think of it. Yeah. Um, I did. There was one song that kind of stood out to me here, and it was called Destroya, because it sounded like something I could see, like, Nine Inch Nails doing. It was a very proggy, very kind of industrial-sounding song, and it was very weird. It did. It was just out of nowhere. Yeah, this whole album was out of nowhere compared to what the Black album just was. <laughs> yeah. Apparently this one's also about a... It's a concept album. Honestly, at this point, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's got to be based on the comic book, right? Uh, I think it's about some girls that are running away from something in a post-apocalyptic California. Or yeah, the album storyline follows a city in post-apocalyptic California in 2019. Okay. Well, damn. We really blew past that. Um where a few outsiders called Killjoys fight against an evil corporation, probably Amazon, <laughs> in 2013, uh, frontman Jared Way uh, published a comic that continues the story described in the album. It almost sold a million copies worldwide. Hmm. Doesn't mean it's good. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I, I was... I was going to say, like, uh, you know, especially with the artist that we got next coming oh, up. Oh, boy. That's a good segue. <laughs> yeah. Who do we have next? Well. Might as well just let the people know now. I was going to say, overall for oh, yeah, yeah. MCR, what do you think? Like a B. I'm definitely not going to listen to the first or last album. Yeah. But those two albums <laughs> in between, I mean, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Nobody has 100%. Well, I guess Midland, I've listened to, like, every, at least most of their albums. Yeah. Megadeth. I was going to say Megadeth. <laughs> no, Metallica. Can't Daft take Punk. Lars after. Yeah, Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's going to take a, a while. It's going to yeah. take a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I really like those two albums in the middle. They're good, solid rock albums. And that teenage me definitely wouldn't appreciate it. Yeah. Even if 30-year-old me now does. What did you think? Um, I, I... It was a really good pick. I really enjoyed listening to these albums. Um, I'm, like you said, I'm, the middle two albums are the best. Yeah. Um, and I'm, 
I think I'm gonna listen to the Black Parade again, cause I could, I feel like I like more as I listen to it again, cause listening to it the one time and then kind of giving it the review, you hear some of the standout stuff, but I want to take another gander at it. I think I'd like it a little bit more. I think so, I might do the same. Yeah. So, but yeah, overall it was a really good pick. I really enjoyed him. Cool. Give him like a solid B plus. Yeah. Alright, what shithole of a band do we have next? <laughs> it's not a shithole band, man, okay? They're from America. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what state? <laughs> oh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, Oklahoma. Shithole. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Uh, we got the great American... Rock, okay, yeah, rock band. I was going to say hard rock band, but not really. Uh, hard to listen to? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, who? Hinder. Oh, God. <laughs> they have some amazing singles, you know. Oh, yeah, they have some one multi- that I heard in the dentist's office the other day. Multi, multi-platinum multi selling artists. Okay, well, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, check us out next week. Or don't for that episode. For checking out Hinder. <laughs> Later. <laughs>